Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's this week's Life Logistics episode. We are here to help you in all aspects of your life, no matter how trivial or massive or dangerous uh, but we will mm. not take responsibility for anything you do as a result of our advice we should make that very perfectly clear from the yeah. offset don't try um, any of that bollocks don't try anything we suggest at home um, it's it's purely advisory uh, we've been asked to say that by our lawyers uh, I've got one here on the Twitter which is from Ange OB who I believe we met in the pub in Manchester before we did uh, in Salford rather before we did our show last year with, uh, I think it was a, a, a brother and a sister. Oh, when we were in there watching the England game. We were watching the England game and having some grub that we got from the takeaway next door. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah. Uh, Happy memories, mate. Happy memories. Good, yeah, when we were allowed to, to roam the land. Yes. And perform. When we were free men of the land. And perform for the, the jollity and the entertainment of strangers for yeah. cash. Um, and Ange says, from a bloke's perspective meaning us I guess how many cats are too many in a prospective female partner asking for a friend she says so um, I don't know is there there an implication in that question that cats are a woman's thing and that it's a bit of an encumbrance for a man because I strongly disagree with that I mean yeah I mean I currently own a dog before we had the dog we had a cat he only lived for Mm. a year but uh, it was a great time. I enjoyed short, his company A cat immensely. with a short life. Cat with a short life. One year, he got run over. Wow. Oh. Have I not mentioned this before? Ziggy. Ziggy the cat. No, you never mentioned yeah, it. It must be well, too painful. I think that's probably what it is. Then we got the dog the week afterwards. We were still grieving and we got the dog. Yeah. Which might not have been the best thing to do. But uh, we're stuck with the fucker now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very pro-cat. Uh, how many cats are too many in a prospective female partner? Um, well, my kids have got three cats round at their mum's house. Including the talking my one. ex-wife, including Brambury, who is part Ow. human. I mean, he walks into the fucking room and he like goes, Hello! This is ridiculous! He's <laughs> ridiculous! How's it going? Hum- yeah. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> but, um... Uh, so there's three round there, and I, I don't think three cats is too many. 
four I mean, might be pushing it a bit, but... It depends on lots of other factors, like the size of your home. If yeah. I had a big country estate, Ooh. for instance, which one day I hope to... I'm sure I you would, will. I would keep herds of cats would on you? the land. <laughs> yeah. Would you? I'd, I'd have cat herds. Would you open a um, cat sanctuary, do you think? Yeah, I'd just have them roaming around. But, I mean... I might open a sanctuary too, yeah, for like stray cats, injured cats, street cats. On a Scottish island. Yeah, cat island, I'd make it. (laughs) The thing is, right, I have lived with a lot of cats before. Um, I've spoken before about how... How many is a lot? Well, I can't can't work out exact. I can't remember precisely, but put it this way. We were were in in a... The house that I grew up in was a very small council house and we had two cats and a dog, Right. But then my brother's mate, Simon Lewis, had to come and stay with us because he'd been chucked out of his flat. So, oh, we've had this story before. Don't tell the story again. I, I won't tell the grim bit. No. Oh, there's grim bits this story. But basically, the cat got his cat got pregnant, mm. or his cat was pregnant when he turned up with it. So we were already a bit like, we've already got two cats and a dog in, and you're bringing your cat. But fair enough, you'll probably only stay in a week. He stayed ages. Plus his cat was pregnant which he claimed not to have known so his cat had kittens one of my two cats had kittens as well Jesus and um, uh, around the same time the dog had puppies and so as a result we're in this very small house with quite a number of humans living there Mm. plus numerous cats and dogs it wasn't nice because it started to smell Mm. the piss and shit everywhere right shit loads of cats then yeah but you know, it depends on the space. So what I'm saying is that would have been all right if, if in a bigger home. So it depends on the size of the home. Yeah. depends on the character of the pets. I mean, is it a yeah. cat that's demented or isn't house trained properly? Yeah. If it's a cat that minds their business, yeah. I don't know. I think three's probably the maximum. Yeah, three feels about right, yeah. We'll say three. Fuck it. Yeah. Next. <laughs> you got anything there? All right, hold on. Um. Oh, have we had the one about mattresses? Was that last week? Yeah, it was last week. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let me get on the Gmail. There's some crackers. Well, oh, in fact, there's something. Got... I'm going a slightly off menu here, but it's. I forgot to put it in Monday's episode, and I think it's categorised yeah. as life logistics. Right. I was sent by my niece, um, who's now like in her in her twenties, but she's moving home and she found a box full of old school stuff and in it she had been um, asked at school to do a project where she interviewed an old person right Right. Um, about their lives and so she'd done a big project on my late grandmother her great grandmother my scouse grandmother right who at at this stage was in a home and so my niece, Madeline, went and uh, spent a load of time with her, interviewing her, right? And my, my grandmother must have been in her 90s by now, right? And she's written up this lovely, like, project with all different chapters about her life. It's like a biography, basically. Mm. But she sent over one page towards the end, right? And I'll just read you the last couple of paragraphs. She said, <laughs> yeah, this is what happened later in her life. And it goes, at the end of our interview, I asked Nonna, which is what we called her, right? Yeah. What is the most important thing that has changed your life? She replied, The Portuguese lady who helps me told me the other day that she had discovered God and now she could not live without him. I said to her, That's funny. I feel the same way about Mr. Muscle. 
Which I feel was a bit of a power play by my nan, really. It's a bit yeah. belittling to um, religion. But anyway, that that popped up, and I feel, I kind of guess that's life logistics in as much as Mr. Muscle so, is a great product a product for anyone to use, whatever think, your logistical um, challenge. I think if Victoria Wood was still with us, she'd be writing that down right now. Yeah, yeah, Making yeah. It. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, we've had someone get in touch uh, wanting some kitchen advice, which we're always particularly keen on. Yeah. Really keen on um, kitchen on advice is one of our specialities. Football podcast, yeah. Yeah. Now, let me just get to it. Where is it? Ah. <laughs> Some good preparation gone in here. Ah, scrolling. Here Should we I go. Do Luke, another one while you're trying to Luke find that. Nichols, Luke got Nichols. It. Yeah, he writes, Hello, cunts. I'm about to purchase my first home and will be free of the landlord overlord, sir. Well, congratulations. I don't know whether it makes me sad or not, but I'm very excited to buy all the things in my kitchen. Of course, that's the best bit. Mm. You get a new house, deck it, fitting out the kitchen is the best, best fun of everything. I know Andy loves the air fryer, but Sam tweeted about deep fat fryer. I did, Andy. I, I've just, I've sort of now given serious consideration to get a deep fat fryer because, really? I, well, I researched it. And I was put off the... Um, I'm not convinced, even despite things you've said about the air fry, because I don't think... I just don't... I'm, I'm on a batter things, basically, and there's no way you can right, yeah. fry batter things. Anyway, on John Lewis, they had like a really good countertop, quite small um, deep-fat fryer. And modern technology means there's a lid on it, and it kind right. of contains all of the, you know, the... The smells and stuff like that, the stuff oh, that would so usually there's, put there's, you off a deep fat fryer. There's no danger of a chip on fire then, sort of scenario going on. Yeah, no, it's not like, I was Safe. thinking it was like old-fashioned chip pans, but it's not, it's a machine. You fill right. it with fat, close the button, it's got digital uh, settings on it. Beep, beep, boop, 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 chips. Can't and it's got that. a window that you, you can look through it. Well, what's like your you stuff? Look into, you are? Watch your stuff while it's cooking. You can watch the <sighs> chips. It's like a chip zoo. Bubbling about in hot fat, and the moment at which they reach optimum crispness, you can go beep, switch it off. I wonder if on YouTube, because you know you on YouTube, you get those relaxation videos people have made of just a fireplace mm. with, mm. The, with the flames crackling yeah. and the warm glow, and you just put it on your telly, and it feels like you've got a fireplace. I wonder if someone's done a video looking into the window of a deep fat fryer, looking at some chips. Well, if they fucking haven't, I'm gonna. My son that. has asked for it for his birthday, but his birthday's not till. November. Just for a deep fat fryer. Yeah, because I showed it to him. He went, What are you looking at? I said, I'm looking at deep fat fryer. He said, What's that? I explained it to him. He looked at it, read, read the description, and he was like, I want that for my birthday. When's because his birthday? he saw it's not till November. You know, that's um, when the PS5 comes out, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he might have his mind that back. already. Anyway, it's 50 quid. It's 50 quid, this deep oh, fat wow. fryer. It's the PS5. Fat. Probably more than a tin. Um, uh, yeah, but I'm thinking maybe I'll just get it for myself next. Okay, I'm just getting I mean, it. it benefits the whole family. Yeah. But then you've got so, control of it. It's not lens. Yeah, that's what he doesn't like. He's a control freak. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get back to Luke Nichols. He says, um, do I get deep fat fryer, do I get the air fryer, or do I get both? Uh, don't know about that, but we've just had our say about deep fat fryer, so make your own mind up. The T-Fowl one on John Lewis looks good there's also some other good ones anyway he says besides teapots and flasks do you have any kitchen recommendations for a kitchen virgin, kitchen virgin. GTFM Platinum Cunter Luke I'm shit-faced and Norwegian well Luke 
I tell you one bit of advice that is up there in the top three bits of advice I've ever received in my life. Mm. And it was from the builder that did our extension when we moved into our house about six years ago. And we were, the extension was purely for a kitchen, right? So it was a completely from scratch kitchen design. Right. And uh, he said to me, he was from the northeast like yourself, straight talking. He's actually the man who ended up getting sued uh, by my uh, dad who represented himself after my uh, dad claimed that his workmen had stolen a ladder. Yeah. But this was before the, that messy business got in the way before of our... Ladergate. R- before Ladergate. This was years before he'd met my dad. But it, I was talking to him about the kitchen. Obviously, you know, you're trying to manage a budget because you get an extension built. Kitchens aren't cheap. Um, and he said to me then, he said, when you get in a kitchen... He went, if you're going to spend money on anything, always spend it on the surfaces. Because if you get a nice surface, right, one is it really elevates the look of the kitchen, makes it look quite classy, right? And also it just lasts for ages and is really useful. Like if you've got like marble or, or something like that, then you can just fucking cut shit on it. It wipes down easy. It stays clean, right? And then get all the other shit your doors and all the rest of it. Get the cheap ones. Get the cheapest you can get from fucking Ikea or something right. like that. Okay. Plain, right? All Put all the money, 80% of your budget goes into the fucking kitchen counter because everything else you can get on the cheap. And as right. long as the kitchen counter looks the business, everything else looks the business. Right? Wow. So my... And, that, and he told me that and I did it. And every day when I'm in my kitchen, I think about that. Do you give thanks to him? Silently. I do give thanks to him, despite the fact that, like, we no longer talk because of and what there was happened. A, a subsequent with, legal entanglement. There was a legal yeah. wrangle. Yeah. But what, what was the I, outcome of know, that? I've forgotten. What was the outcome of that? Did your dad win that case about the ladder? I don't know the details, but I believe my dad's line when I asked him was, "Well, I lost, but in a way, I actually won." won and the then argument. I just switched like, off. Like yeah, Jeremy I switched Corbin off after you. he said that because I could see where it was going. <laughs> You made your excuses and left. Yeah. I just went to my safe place in my head. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, that's my main bit of kitchen advice. I've got loads of other stuff. It's good, but it's not really applicable for Luke's. I don't think he's getting a new kitchen fitted. I think he's just moving into a house that's got a kitchen in it already. I'd advise him to get a new kitchen surface installed. Get a new fucking kitchen, mate. That's my (laughs) advice. Get everything. Uh, What else is really good? Well, I've said Jamie Oliver pans, but that's boring. Yeah, don't get a soda stream. They're shit. Don't get a soda stream. I've got that. It's clattering up my kitchen, really pissing me off. Um, Get quite a large bread bin. I had to upgrade my bread bin Mm. uh, during lockdown, actually, because I've had the same bread bin for a long time. But, you know, when the kids are in the house all the time, you have to have quite a lot of bread and also baked products around. Yeah, things like bread bins, biscuit barrels, don't fuck about, don't skimp. Don't get no, little don't ones. Yeah. And don't overdo the mugs either, because a few people have... In fact, another life logistics question, which I can't find at the moment, so apologies to whoever sent it in, but it was a good one, was um, how do you get rid of unwanted mugs? Because over the years, you do accumulate a huge amount of mugs, and in the end, you start running out of cupboard space for yeah. them. But you can't put a mug on fucking eBay. No one wants no, your you old mug. you just got to chuck them away. It's like throwing a book, though. You don't want to do it, do you? Is that you feel bad? It's exactly like yeah. books. In fact, it was another thing. 
Mao Zedong did that in his Cultural Revolution, didn't he? he got everyone to. It's burn less well mugs. documented. He got everyone to burn their mugs. Yeah. I think that's what because he was like. I don't know. He was anti just having mugs of tea. Yeah, it just didn't want too many. It was like no family were allowed to have more than two mugs. Yeah, and then they, they, they transferred it to the children, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, Something but like it all that. starts with mugs. Oh, everything starts with mugs. I've, yeah. I've, I mean, I would say, mate, get yourself... M&S do quite inexpensive but nice mugs, right? Or you can go anywhere, really. Just get a load of plain mugs, but, like, get eight. Just get eight. Mm. Because you'll only regret it's it enough. if you st- if you get more. Do you know what I mean? I wish I had a, a bit less of everything in my kitchen. I dream of the times I've spoken about before where you can just survive with two pounds. That's it. Yeah. I wish I had four plates, four bowls, four knives, four, four, four of everything. Maybe one or two in reserve in case I have a guest round, but that's it. Because life would just be so much easier. Oh, and here's another thing as well. Be really careful about the amount of Tupperware you keep hold of because that right. will overtake things too, won't it? My advice would be get a dishwasher. Oh, yeah. It's impossible to live without a dishwasher. I've lived without a dishwasher for nine years now, and it's 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 driving me to destruction. Why don't you get one? I there's no space to get one fitted where I'm living at the minute. Stick it I'm in the garden. To, I'm going to have to get a new house, just so I can get a dishwasher. Uh, fucking worth uh, it, though. Fuck yeah. It's worth the outlay. Totally. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Uh, one here from Andy Walker 9 uh, says, Hello, Nifty and Pow Pow Pow. Do you have any hacks for digging out meal, etc., from the very bottom of the jar? Well, I mean, all you can do is just use a long spoon, really, isn't it? But I think, <laughs> I think with, like those long ones you get in milkshake bars in America. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I mean, a large meal jar and a dessert spoon should do the job. But at some point with mayonnaise, you've just got to realise, fuck it, it's over, and just get rid of it. That's the same Start with all of jar. these things. Yeah, that's the same for all of these things. The it's worst like, is the squeezy mayonnaise because there's always far too much left over that doesn't come out. On the sides. That. You always. think it's a logistical upgrade when they yeah. do the squeezy bottles or something, it's but not. all too often it's not. It's not. False economy. Always get a jar rather than keep, squeeze I like it. to keep it classic anyway. I mean, I remember when I was younger having an, an actual row in Sainsbury's with my girlfriend now my good wife good wife because she insisted on buying squeezy's ketchup mm. and I was going look at this fucking bottle this glass bottle of ketchup it's a classic it's a design classic yeah. I mean you know and people say as well that if it's stuck all you have to do is tap the number isn't there a 52 because the, the 52 recipes of Heinz right I think it's 52 it might be another number alright 57 point, that's it tap the number if you tap it the ketchup comes out automatically didn't know that 
Just give it a tap. Bang, it's out. Here it comes. You've yeah. cracked the code. You've tapped the 57. Here it yeah. comes. Exactly. Fucking hell. Didn't know that. Yeah. I think See, they, I, stuff I don't know. As well. I think someone who, who I knew who was in the Freemasons told me that because it's the yeah. sort of info that only gets spread via yeah, it them. It's a bit masony, doesn't it? Yeah. Good. That's that sort of then. There you go, Andy Walker. Don't. I've got one from George Jenkins. He says, oh, yeah. just wondering what the best way to go about train shitting is. I often like to deposit a hefty load whilst oh, travelling by rail. Ugh. Really? Why? Obviously, the process takes as long as it takes, and I don't like to be rushed. Wow. One issue is that I've encountered, though, is door knockers. Oh, What's the best man. way to deter them? Currently, <laughs> I just shout, Occupied! Occupied! <laughs> That's a real Lampard thing. Occupied! Also, ah, would you say ah. there is... Any time limit to how long one is reasonably allowed to stay in a train toilet. My personal best is around 25 minutes. P.S. I have an ice cube in my mouth. Listen, mate. I don't know whether you're some sort of pervert, right? Sounds like Tell- it, doesn't it? Why, would, why would you be writing us, uh, telling us about that? And I don't fucking know. To be honest, I'd have to be really super desperate to do it on a train. How I can probably fucking train rides that is going on? I could you know count I mean? on... I could count on the fingers of one hand how many times I've done a shit on a train. It has to be a, not necessarily an, a full-on emergency that I'm going to shit myself, but I have to be in a lot of discomfort Yeah. to, to not just hold on. Um, those places are disgusting. The toilet seats are invariably covered in piss, right? Um, which you've either got to wipe up or yeah. sit in or adopt the skiing position, and I'll be fucked if I'm doing that for, like, 25 minutes. Right, so I'm not interested, mate. I'm not going to give you advice. I think it's weird that you do it. Yep. I mean, we have we have reported before about door knockers and people walking in on you in the toilet. I think you had a bit of trouble with that once. Didn't I you? had a door Someone... knocker on the Grand Central yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, and I kicked off at him afterwards. Yeah, when I came out. yeah. It is not on. It is no. just not on. It's like fuck off. We're on a train. Well, how about you try another toilet? We all know yeah. there's loads on a train. Go up to another carriage, knock on my fucking door, you prick. I mean, I've only ever... I, the train journeys I take to London are three hours, and fucking hell, I've got to be really desperate to use the train, to use the toilet for a shit in it's those disgusting. three hours. Make arrangements yeah. beforehand, or like you say, afterwards. There's lots of perfectly good toilets in King's Cross, or even yeah. across the road at St Pancras. Uh, just use them. Don't don't fucking go shitting in train toilets because it's it's not even nice for the person who has to follow in after you. Fuck's no. sake. No, it's occupied. just uh, yeah. Occupied. I, like that. occupied. I quite like that though. I do quite like that. I can't think of a better alternative to that. Really, I carry my own occupied sign, which yeah. I stick to the outside of the door wherever I am defecating. I've got one of those foldable yellow plastic triangles that I put outside the door <laughs> with occupied written on it. <laughs> and also um, write it in different languages I yeah, have it in English at the top then Spanish French German Dutch and Mandarin and a drawing as well of someone sitting mm. on the bog for people who are uh, illiterate and maybe Brill yeah 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 uh, that's, so that's, that, that's that dealt with but please don't write any more in like that we'd rather just not hear it yeah, you've sullied the whole episode and the concept. Yeah, disgusting. So that was uh, that one. There's the one about the uh, unwanted mugs. I'm just looking. We've done the mattress one, haven't we? That was nine days ago. 
Um, Life Logistics okay. Cosmos question, says Andrew, uh, oh, yeah. from the IFS Surrey division. Uh, never heard of an Autolan till four weeks ago who had, well, I mean, yeah, I hadn't. And then I saw one eaten in succession. Then I saw Sam mm. going off about them on TFTM, Cosmos. Mm. He says, now my wedding anniversary is coming up and my wife, brackets good, has booked us into a French restaurant called L'Autolan. Fucking oh, hell. Jesus. Cosmos, he says. Question, led to believe there will be a tasting menu option. Big question, what are my options Options should one of these poor critters be shoved in front of me? So Andrew's asking about um, an unexpected, unwarranted, unsolicited serving of an Ottolan. What? What's the well, procedure? Just say, I'm not fucking eating that. That's what I'd say. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't eat any meat, but even if I was a meat eater... There's several reasons not to eat an Ottoland. One, they're endangered. Two, it's just disgusting to eat a whole songbird, right? Do you know that someone told me that part of the experience and part of the reason someone tweeted or, or emailed us this, part of the reason that they eat it whole, mm. bones and all, right? Mm. Bones, organs, the lot, is that the bones are supposed to stab you as you crunch. They're supposed to stab you in the mouth, right? And the resulting blood that seeps from the inside of your mouth, what? mixed with the juices and the fats Jesus and the brandy Christ. that's been cooked in, is what creates this supposedly transcendental taste experience. Fucking Can you hell. believe that shit? What I mean, came up with this? Exactly. What fucking lunatic. And this is... Well, I mean, you know, listen, it, was, it was Sir John Ottolan, wasn't it, in 1862? Like, we know that. I like food and yeah. you know I like I, I like nice food you know I like, I like nice restaurants but I remember you know years ago you coined the phrase it's just a bit of dinner yeah. and I would say this is the sort of end game of that fucking you know school of thought your, your fucking Heston Blumenthal's and all that I think it was the, on the back of a Nigel Slater video wasn't it that coined yeah. it's just a bit of dinner it's just a bit I mean Nigel Slater is I mean you know, you fear for that fella's state of mind. He's bonkers in the nut, isn't he? Yeah. The way he'll go on about making a sausage sandwich or something. He starts crying about it. But, yeah, these people, they get, you know, it's like, just, if, you, if you're if you a bit peckish, I'm not one of these guys going, oh, just have a bit of KFC. No, you know, have a nice have a nice bit of chicken. Or, you know, if you like eating birds, have a fancy one, like a bit of pheasant. I don't know. Yeah. But don't you don't need... So anyway, you know the point is, this is a this is a disgusting thing. It and you hurt your mouth, you injure your mouth, yeah. right? It bleeds. Um, they're rare these birds. It's utterly pretentious. As well. They sing to us. Birds, birds are there to be beautiful and sing to us and just bring pleasure and joy. And some cunts thought, look at that fucking beautiful bird singing its lovely song. Wonder I'm what gonna it tastes fucking like. Kill that. And then I'm going to drown the cunt in brandy, right? So it's little bird lungs filled with brandy, right? Then once it's dead of brandy, I'm going to cover it in fat, cook it, and then eat the old cunt whole. What? I mean, that and is, when, mo- when that, I that the is bones, monstrous. When I eat the bones, I reckon it'll shred my mouth up and my <laughs> blood mixed with a taste of that's going to be fucking lush. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I like, I've talked about before. I mean, we did it once as a as a get in touch thing, but 
I got bored of it. No one should get in touch about it. But, you know, your favourite taste combos. I love at Christmas. For me, Christmas is all about the taste of putting in a handful of salted nuts and a handful of salted crisps all at yep. once in your mouth. It's lovely. Yep. Or mix them in, but, in the crisp bag. That's what I do. Mix them in like that. And it's it's a lovely thing to do. Just stick to that. No one gets hurt. No one's been drowned in brandy. No one's mouth bleeds. Well, some crisps can be tricky to eat. You do yeah. sometimes scratch your mouth a bit. Um, but but that's mainly on the gourmet crisps, isn't it? Like kettle crisps or something like that. They tend to be the yeah. scratchiest ones. So steer clear of those, maybe. They're but, a false mate, economy anyway. Them, they're a fucking rip off. They're a rip off. My my advice to you is just stay well clear. Don't be intimidated by the fanciness of the restaurant and go use your other land, sir. There's a lot of people get intimidated in a situation like that. You got to look straight back at the bloke. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. go no thanks. You don't have to be rude, but you just have to say no thanks. You got to take control. In these fancy restaurants, people can get intimidated. It's like time. Power player. I, t- I took my wife for her birthday to a restaurant called the River Cafe near us, which is quite a famous Italian restaurant. It's quite fancy, and it was when I was still drinking. And I said, Ah, I just got back from Italy, and my cousins were really into drinking um, Barolo wine, right? Right, Barolo. And which I think is like an Italian red wine, I don't know. And I was like feeling a bit fancy. I went, I tell you what, we're gonna get. Says we're eating Italian, and it's your birthday. I'll get a lovely bottle of Barolo. That's what the cousins drink out in Italy. And I excuse me, could I order a bottle of uh, Barolo? And they sort of raise their eyebrows, like this guy knows what he's talking about. Oh, we'll send over the wine waiter, sir, because we've got a number of Barolos. Yeah. And I went. Yeah, I'd like to know about what Barolos you got. And he went, well, we got this one. And I just went, how much is that? And he went, and it was like over 100 quid. And I just laughed and went, nah, what's the cheapest Barolo you got? And he talked me through that one, right? And I went, how much is that one? And he went, 70 quid. And I just laughed and went, nah, nah, I don't want that. And he went, oh, is it not quite the right time? I went, no, it's just way, way too expensive, mate. So I just like, I, I, just, I said, there's just no way I want to spend that much on a bottle of wine. <laughs> and I, there's people, you know, it's a fancy restaurant and there's people obviously on tables next to us within earshot. I don't think I was rude to him, but I found it quite empowering. You just yeah. got to sometimes just be real. You don't have to be rude, but you just have to go tell the truth. Like, cut the shit, just admit. You just yeah, go, mate, there's no way I want to spend 70 quid on a bottle of wine. And in your case, you bring the bird and go, mate, I'm really sorry, I know you've already cooked it and that, but there's no way I want to eat one of those birds. It's a beautiful songbird. I know mm. it's just been drowned in the kitchen. I just don't, it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, and that's it. You just go along with it because you're on their turf and it's, 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 they've got all the power. It's like, this is what yeah. we do here. This is the done thing. You must I comply. Know. Fuck there off. There is no done thing. There no. is no done thing. It's only your thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if their thing's not your thing, their thing, fuck off. Yeah, don't be intimidated into it. I mean, yeah, I've got one of my mates, he's always getting himself into scrapes like this, like because he is sort of so polite in every situation that he can't... I think I talked about it recently. His name's Ollie, and we go, you call it... Um, uh, what is it? Feeding the shark, right? Yeah, yeah. Because because of the time when he, out of politeness, fed that shark in Denmark because I've right, done yeah. a, a runner to the shop. And he, he could have just said, I'm not here to feed sharks. I'm scared of sharks. And mm. this has got nothing to do with me. This is my mate's job. I'm just here for the ride. No. 
he could have said that in a polite way, but he was so worried about offending these Danish people that he said, all right, I'll feed these sharks, right? It gets in situations all the time. I remember he went for a job interview and someone said, like they do, yeah, we'll keep it casual, we'll just meet for coffee. And he went to me, I'm really worried. And I said, how's that job going? And he went, well, they, they, they want to meet me. I said, that's great. He goes, yeah, but I'm really worried because they said, let's meet for coffee. And yeah. I went, well, what are you worried about? And he went, well, I don't drink coffee. And I said, but mate, <laughs> I know you don't, but it's just like something people say. It doesn't mean you have to have a coffee. He goes, yeah, but if I don't order a coffee now, they're going to think I'm a bit like, you know, unsophisticated. And I went... No, they won't. And anyway, if they're not going to hire you over what fucking hot beverage you order, I said, fuck them. He goes off for the interview. I said, you can order a tea. You can order a hot chocolate. You can say, I just want a fucking water, mate. It not mm. doesn't matter. Comes back. I said, how did it go? He goes, all right, I think it went well, but I feel really sick. I said, well, he goes, oh, I've, I've drunk two fucking coffees. <laughs> I feel really sick. I he like hated coffee. Said it made him sick, but he drank two coffees because he thought it was the done thing. Was the there done is thing. no done thing. There is no done thing. No. Yeah, I'm glad that we've learned something from this, and I think mm. that is it. That's the overriding lesson. There's always an overriding lesson, I think, in these life logistics. And this yeah. week it is there is no done and thing. And very often a t-shirt opportunity, and I feel like there is no done thing. Might be this week's. Maybe for the face masks, there is no done thing. Brackets, yeah. except for wearing yeah. a face mask. <laughs> Perfect. Right, that's it. Keep them coming in because we thrive on your problems. We thrive on your worries and woes. We're mm. nothing without it and you're clearly nothing with it. So uh, keep them coming in. Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back on more next week. TT, you fan dickheads. Keep it canty. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.